You know what this is? Yeah, it's pinwheel. This is the song I'm going to hear right before I die. It's going to be a childhood memory, and this is going to come to my brain as I'm passing into death. Oh, that's too creepy. This is one of my earliest memories is watching Pinwheel. What's that? I only have a few minutes to live. And then I'm gone. I hope that that song like layers it starts out the way it starts and then it just starts layering on top of each other and getting all lost and weird and some of them are going well before i die yeah (laughs) you're drinking rosé it makes me want a beer go get a beer forget your worries (laughs) okay (laughs) breezy and bright Look at my pinwheel and say good night. Pinwheel. <laughs> I went to my kitchen twice, and half the time it took you to go to yours. I went. I went to the refrigerator. Came back over to my desk, poured some more wine into the mug because I don't have wine glasses. Went back to the refrigerator, put the bottle back in, came and sat down. And you probably weren't even down the stairs yet. Well, three stairs and then 11 stairs, then lots of steps to the kitchen. I had to twist off the top. I poured it into a glass, put the bottle in the recycling Realized that the trash can and the recycling bin, I think, are still on the street from Monday. And uh, 11 stairs, and then three stairs, and then back in. And out of breath. Yeah, I don't know why. Something's wrong with me. <laughs> I think I'm having some asthma. Okay, it's fine. I got it that time. <sighs> oh, yeah. Woo. When you haven't used an inhaler in a long time, really feels good. <laughs> I used to have an inhaler. Yeah? In high school. Because I would just cough nonstop after exercise. Exercise-induced asthma? Mm-hmm. And eventually I said, fuck that shit. I'm just going to stop exercising. <laughs> You'll never get... Oh, my God. If you get an endorsement and I and before I do... <laughs> I'll never get an endorsement. Are you crazy? I'm just saying. Man, I used to love my endorsements, though. Yeah? I used to have Locos. Let's find one. Okay. Honey, are you here? <laughs> oh, it's you. Hello, Decker. What are you doing home? It's noon on a work day. What, I can't stop by and surprise my lovely robot girlfriend? Well, my stories are about to start, and I was going to run and get lunch beforehand. That way I don't miss a second of them. Your unexpected visit throws me off schedule. Well, fine then. I see how it works. It's the last time I try to be nice. Boo-hoo. Cry me a river, you five-year-old girl. It's time to grow up. Take me to get some food. Well, where do you want to go? I don't know too many places that have decent lunch. Most of the time, it's just the food that they want to get rid of because it's about to spoil. How about Locos Grill and Pub? What? Locos Grill and Pub? (laughs) They have lunch? Yes, Locos has lunch. Delicious mouth-watering lunch. I enjoy their famous chicken wings. With 14 Atlanta area locations, there's one right down the street. 
The full menu is online at locosgrill.com. They really push that well, full then, let's menu. Let's go. What are we waiting for? I love you. <laughs> that was the end of it. Why did it, why did she talk backwards at the end? Because she didn't want to say I love you back. <laughs> the audience is just supposed to assume that that's what that means. I used to know the words to Yoshime backwards. How? Because I made that video in reverse. I took the song Yoshime Battles the Pink Robots and I reversed it. And then I learned that version of it so that I could lip sync it backward and then reverse that and play it forward. So I was in backwards. Everything I was doing was backward, but the song was going forward. Mm -hmm. It's on my YouTube channel. (laughs) So, yeah, I used to know it's like, yeah, me, you'll stop or (laughs) you'll me show you. How long did it take you to learn that? I don't know, not too long. Dedicated. All right, let's pause this. Robots, Yoshime. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard one word, robots. I almost said Yoshime. If you if you take Yemi Shoyemi, I think that that is something backwards. Yemi Shoyemi. Yemi Shoyemi. Starboard. That means that's robots. And the starboards. Something like that. (laughs) You were dedicated and you put in the time and I am impressed by this. And you know I'm not impressed by many things. Yeah. So let's go look it up now. I learned how to say I love the flaming lips. If you play the very beginning of that. I love the flaming lips. (laughs) Why are you hiding your face? I don't know. Stop hiding. Dancing around like so weirdly. No. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. Mm, Hi, Autumn. (laughs) Don't play up the drunk. My name is Greg Russ, and we're recording on a weeknight. The weeknight. And uh, for some reason, I have drank the rosé. You love rosé. I do love rosé, but I hate rosé at the same time because rosé became a popular wine amongst all people. I sometimes I feel like fucking life is really a stim a stimulate. <laughs> Same drunk. <laughs> a simulation. Stop messing up. Well, it's a stimulation also when okay. I'm alone. It's a simulation. When I'm alone with a sock and some porn. Um, wow. <laughs> go listen to our sock episode. A, a simulation because I feel like everything that I end up liking gets hijacked by f- people I can't fucking stand. Meaning, like rosé? Yes. What else? Like rosé. Like I started wearing cool plastic rimmed glasses years and years ago. Then they became popular and I know they're out of style now. And that the wireframes are back. Yeah. Uh, the uh, um, the uh, Phil Donahue glasses are back. Yeah, fine, great, whatever. I just I can't stand that I have interests that other people who are morons have the same interest in, which means I'm on the same level as them. You know, Vonnegut was an author that I really enjoyed, and then suddenly every moron in the world, I love Kurt Vonnegut. Okay, what is this? This is some kind of sick joke. 
that doesn't mean that you're on the same level as them. It mm-hmm. just means that something that you're interested in or that you like has come into favor and it will quickly go out of favor with those same people. They're not sticking with that. Well, why are the same things coming into favor? It's not because you're just so cool ahead of the trends. No, I'm not. I'm just like everyone else is what it boils down to. And I can't. No, you're not that. like everyone else because then everyone else would be doing those things before everyone else was. Thank you for that pep talk, Autumn. But the truth is, I'm just like everyone else. I'm not special and I just need to accept it. And, you know, the, the best acceptance is a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, your only solution. So what's tonight's topic? Well, well, today is um, well, whenever you're listening to this show. Yes, I would like to talk about. <laughs> it's self- fitting. It's fitting. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Yeah, you set me up and then you're like, but I have more to say. Give me more rosé. Hmm? I'm waiting for you to be done. I was you listening. Done? You ready? What's tonight's topic, Autumn? Self-care. Versus indulgence. Give me more. When does self-care... You really set this up to be so dumb. All right. I'm sorry. Let's... Okay. (laughs) I'm not trying to downplay... Let me tell you this right now. I'm not trying to belittle you or downplay your topic. Okay. I was just leaning into the fact that I... You know, we talked for an hour and a half before we started recording and I drank too much. All right. And I'm embarrassed. That's what it boils down to. Okay. I'm sorry that I'm putting that on you. All right, don't be embarrassed. Enjoy this little ride you're on. Um, I have trouble with self-care. Um, self-care to me sometimes feels like indulgence. And you can label anything you want as self-care. And I wanted to talk about what that was. What is self-care? How, how do you, what, what, what do you do that you feel is purely for yourself to help center you to bring you back to a calmer space set you back to zero what do you do you're asking me yeah fuck if i know i just white knuckle it (laughs) you think so i'm i mean i'm just getting to the point where self-care is an important thing in my life all right so what are you doing white knuckling it until i you know figure out some meditation or something like that I'm drinking alcohol. I don't know what I'm doing. I uh, I don't know what self-care is. I don't know what it looks like. The only thing I can think about is like wearing one of those Korean, you know, uh, uh, Korean cosmetic masks, you know, that everyone's wearing with like, it looks like a panda, you know, or it's just like a white weird robot looking face. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know you wear those quite often. Yeah, I like those. So I feel like, is that self-care? I feel like that's not enough because I don't sit there and wear the mask and uh, just relax. So what's the correlation? Let's set this up. So what's the correlation to an indulgence? It all feels like indulgence. I have trouble separating what is self-care and what is indulgence. And And I feel like there are a lot of people that use the label of self-care purely to be indulgent. That may be true, which is a shame because I don't know why people need to hide behind the idea of self-care in order to be indulgent. 
indulgence in certain activities I don't think is a bad thing. Indulgence can lead to habit. I don't like indulgence. I really see that as a negative. I don't think it's a negative. So if you're sitting there with a box of candy, Mm -hmm. chocolate, I didn't want to say chocolate because I didn't want it to sound like Forrest Gump. If you're sitting there with a box of chocolate. Box of chocolate. But let's say you are and you eat too many, but this is a rare occurrence. This is something that only happens every once in a while. What's the big deal? Yeah, but whoever deems it as like, well, I only do this once in a while. Like it's real easy as a woman who has sat and ate too many chocolates plenty of times. Uh, it's real easy to just be like, well, I won't do this, t- you know, soon. And then it just becomes like a habit. So that's why you're thinking that indulgence is a bad thing. Definitely. So indulgence, not moderation, then becomes a negative. But indulgence in a one-off or a once every six months off, not a bad thing. But you can say, okay, I'll indulge tonight on these chocolates. And then I want to buy something expensive. Well, the next day. And then I say, it's okay to do that. I'll indulge in that because I haven't bought anything expensive. But the previous night, you did already do a little indulgence by eating too many chocolates. But you can say they're in different categories. And you can say, well, I deserve it. Or I should do it because it will make me happy. I think that that's a little bit of bullshit. Is it affecting your life negatively? Let's just start there. Um, can that be argued? It can be argued. Let's have an argument. No, I'm saying like, can someone say, you know, the person who's who wants to do it because they want to indulge could be like, no, it doesn't mean anything. It's fine. But then maybe they, you know, increase their credit card balance or um, are at the spa and don't really need to be spending money on that and could be saving that money for something better and more long lasting. So there are circumstances. Yeah. There could be some pre-existing circumstances that are in play. You're already in debt and you shouldn't be spending more money, but you go out and you right, spend like more self-care. money. Self-care. So at that point, the indulgence probably would be a negative thing because the person should say no to it if they're acting responsibly. But, right, but, it's, but it's easy to label something as self-care when really they're just being irresponsible. So, So what you're getting at here is the guise of self-care someone's acting irresponsibly and they're hiding behind self-care yes okay so chocolate's just out the window because there's not really self-care although you know Uh, i mean i I said that and then I, i think differently i think that enjoying something and indulging in something in its own right is a form of self-care it's like why shouldn't i do this yeah so Look, what what comes to your mind, though, when you were thinking of this topic, what specifically were you thinking of? I was, well, it it is difficult for me because I don't think that I participate in too much self-care. I don't think I do enough self-care. And it's because I really see it as a waste of my time and as indulgent and not actual self-care you know it's like fake it's like stuff that has been foisted on me as this will help you feel better all right and this so- will, you know this will like this is a relaxing thing well it's not really relaxing i'm just doing it while i'm doing other things i'm like i have that mask on while i do the dishes or like while i sit in bed and watch 
something on my phone. I'm not having self-care. I'm not having any real sort of bringing myself back to center. I'm just doing other things while something's on my face so or wanna, like I'm I, whitening I, my teeth or something. <laughs> all right. Whitening teeth. I'm making a list. So what, okay. whitening teeth. What else is on this list of things that you're dismissive of that would fall into the self-care category that you don't think that you're living up to? Uh, I've got mask stuff. Spa stuff. Okay. Yeah. Spa stuff. Hair care. <laughs> Hair care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's what I mean. It doesn't seem like it's actual fun. food. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all, it's all, uh, fluff. It's fun. Yeah, it is. It is relatively fluffy. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to get deep with something. And the list kept going on. Mask, white teeth, spa stuff, hair care. Which- this is, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not good at self care. But I think you are because all of these things are things that you do. I know for a fact that you use shampoo named Sexy Hair, yeah, which is but, not some yeah. name brand that you go buy off the shelf. This is but what, I actually like the other shampoo better, like the cheap shampoo like I've been getting at Aldi. Pantene or oh, and Aldi is it? Well, there's that. Well, okay, so the Aldi near my house has Pantene, and then the other Aldi in Bowie has the uh, Tresemme. I like the Pantene. Okay, but. I'm getting at you. You say you're not indulging in self-care, which I've just combined the two somehow. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think, okay, indulging in self-care is a different meaning than something being indulgent versus self-care. And I feel like what I'm talking about are things that, I don't know, like the society or the culture that we're in right now has deemed as do this for your self-care but it's not real self-care it's actually indulgent and not needed well it's commercialism sure and say here's all this stuff your life is awful you look like shit your hair's gross your teeth are ugly right your body needs spa time because it's wrinkly and it stop eating chocolates you're fat Look at those fucking wrinkles on your gross goddamn face. Put on yeah. a mask. Yes. You know, so some of this is presented that way as if this is self-care. Right. And, and it's really just indulgent behavior. But, and that's what my question is. What is true self-care? Are there people out there who are actually participating in self-care and it's not this fluffy garbage? Is it? Is it like curling up in a chair with a good butt? Is that self-care? Well, I would argue that these things are self-care if you get something positive out of them. Do you enjoy putting on the mask? Is there a part when you're running around and posting Instagram photos with the weird (laughs) mask and doing your other stuff with the mask on that you enjoy? No, I don't think so. It's just a thing that I do and I think this will make my skin look brighter. Not one ounce of... Or I've picked my face in a moment of stress and then I use a calming mask on it to reduce the redness wait, wait, and puffiness. Wait, wait, wait. There are different types of masks? There's a calming of course. mask? Yes. So what the calming mask is for picking your face? Well, that's what I use it for. Ladies out there be picking the faces. Everybody knows you crawl up on the counter in front of the mirror and you just find everything. What are the different types of masks? Now I got to draw a tree 
hierarchy here. All right. So there's calming masks for your face when it's like irritated. All right. So mask is at the top. And then I draw a line down and I branch off to the left. And I okay. Got, I've got calming. Okay. Yep. There's poor minimizing masks. Oh, poor minimizing. Okay. Um, there's like nourishing masks. Are any of these subsets of calming and poor minimizing? Are they all their own? No, they're all just masks, different types. Is there a different type of calming mask? Like maybe an aloe calming mask and then- Sure, honey. There's honey. All right. Yeah. I want to come down. Aloe. There's avocado. Honey. (laughs) My God. (laughs) Okay. Lemon. I think the show's over. (laughs) <laughs> because it's all indulgence now. It's not none of this is self care. Well, what I'm ask that's what I'm asking. Are people what is true self care? What is that? What does that look like? I for think people? That, I think there are two types of true self care: mental and physical. All right. So if you're taking, let's start with the physical because I feel like what I'm doing is closer to physical. If it's close to anything, if you're taking care of your body in a way that it needs to last longer. That is self-care. What you're really talking about, I think, even though it's physical things like a mask or teeth whitening, that is more mental health care because your body is not going to die if you have wrinkly skin on your face. That is more Uh to offset anxieties in your head. So at that point, it's actually mental health care that you would be partaking in. Interesting. But does uh, well okay maybe mental maybe, health self care sorry maybe it does fall under the mental health self care but really don't you think it's a trick? It could be I, a trick. This is my argument though. If you are actually getting something beneficial out of it for your mental health, then I. But what am I getting? Some superficial something. It is something superficial, but it's deeper. Than is that actually beneficial then? If it's superficial. It's deeper than superficial. Uh, that, okay, just look at superficial. No, it's not beneficial. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But the way our society is set up, it has made you think that you need to have a face that is flawless as you move along in your life. And God forbid you have some wrinkles or it shows some signs of aging. <laughs> so I got to get rid of those things because it's causing me stress and anxiety. And if putting a fucking mask on... This is so fucking layered. This is this is just very layered. But if putting a mask on makes you feel better mentally, then I would say there's a benefit to it. Though I would argue the merits of putting the mask on because you shouldn't have to feel like that in the first place. Right. But that's why I'm saying it's layered. But th- let's throw that part aside. If If it's making you feel better, then I would say yes. It is not something that bothers me and then is fixed by a mask that is not doing that it really i think what i'm doing really does feel like this is something you're supposed to do for yourself and so okay i'll do that thing all right then you shouldn't do it and then that's well i don't think it's not something that you shouldn't do but it shouldn't be that should not be put out there as real self-care you just said should 60 times Anytime should comes into play, it's probably, I should do this. But that's, no, because if you don't. How about could? I'll change it to could. Want. I could I, do this. I would like to hear want. I All want right. I want to do this. 
If you say, I want to do this, then I would say, great, do it. When you say, I should do this because it's been set up, this is supposed All right, to be something. This is different. What I'm saying is, I want to do it because I want to do it. I should do it because the motivation behind me saying I should do it is the societal thing of this is a way to take care of yourself when in reality it's not. The so, real way to take care of yourself is by keeping your body active, which helps more than just your physical, but your mental state as well. And accepting that your face is going to change and that is okay. And I do agree with that. I See, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to, this isn't like the vanity episodes, you know, like I'm not trying to go back to anything crazy. I'm No, I like this because this shows how convoluted it is. Right. We're just stuck in the middle of this cesspool of marketing commercialism shit. But I think that there are people who do exercise and consider that self-care. There are people who do sit and read all afternoon and consider that self-care. And I feel like those things are actual self-care. Those things are actual self-care. But they don't have any PR, you know? <laughs> Exercise takes care of your body and your mind. Right. You got, you're killing two birds with one stone there. And reading, if you're someone who enjoys reading and you're getting something out of it and you're enriching your mind, well, it depends on what you're reading, I guess. Does it really matter? Well, it could be the same argument. Are you reading People magazine? Right. That I would say People magazine is on par with the face mask. Or the I don't know. Maybe people just like pop music. You know, and People magazine is pop music. And you say that and you're right. If someone's getting enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Then I would say that is mental health. Self-care. But also <laughs> as a woman and and I'm not trying to be this person who's like as a mother, but for real, as a mom, it is really hard to get time to yourself because. OK, let me ask you this. As a mom, if you had actual time for yourself. Yeah. What would you really want to do with that time? Not what you think you should do with that time. Yeah. What would you actually want to do with that time? Just lay in bed. Okay. That's self-care. Yeah, but well, it's, guess, not, it's not enriching enough. Are you lying in bed depressed? No, I'm probably watching The Office. Yeah, but I know what... the billionth time. I know what The Office means for you. You usually watch The Office in times of distress. Yeah, it's very calming. I'm in it now. I'm watching. I'm watching it now. Why? As we speak, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, so <laughs> that's okay, what I well, would do. Okay, so with the office, boy, <laughs> because I know the reasons you watch the office. The office has a calming effect on you. Yes, but usually you turn to the office when things are stressing you out or you're feeling yeah. anxiety. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's fine. So then the office is a beneficial thing for you. Okay. The office is self-care. Can I label the office as self-care? I think you can label the office as self-care. Yes. That, that certainly falls into it in this instance. Now, if all you're doing is lying in bed watching the office. 
Right. At That's some, a problem. At some point, that scale tips and it's no longer self-care. Why is this topic so difficult? <laughs> well, it just, it is, it's. Okay, if it wasn't sitting in bed. I feel like it's a lot of minutiae. Uh, if it wasn't sitting in bed and watching The Office, what else would it be? It's okay if that's what it is. But you've already. No, I'm just saying, what would it be? You, you know what it might be? Is like, oh, it's so super, all my stuff is so superficial. It would just be like going to Target. By myself, with an idea of all the things I need, and just like taking my time, walking around, looking at stuff. Maybe I would make a second trip, add a second destination on my trip to a Michael's. You're a good American. Where I just walk around and look at all the things at at the Michaels and look at the stuff at the Target and think like, my house can be like that. You are a good American. They've got you right where they want you. (laughs) If I'm thinking about if I had nothing to do, here's my fantasy. Okay. Retreating somewhere, usually in the winter when you're not supposed to go out and do things, when it's okay to stay holed up. Okay, wait. How much time are you giving yourself? What do you mean? All right. I'm expecting you to say like I go off to a mountain escape or something. Yeah. Or I think about going to Montauk. All right. But how much time do you have? I'm I'm saying like I have a couple of hours to kill. Or I go to Beacon. All right. So, okay. You don't have like a day and a half to yourself. Well, I guess it is different because you have kids. Look, I've decided not to have kids. There's, so you get yeah. all the time for self-care. I get to be a need. selfish son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, the fantasy in my mind is going somewhere, holing up in some kind of place. And it's not always a small town. Like sometimes I think about just going to Philadelphia and the winter. It's always the winter though. When there's snow, there's a possibility of snow. I go hole up somewhere. I've got the things I need, a restaurant and a bar. (laughs) And I can go write. I will hole up and I will write things. And to me, even though it's something I've completely avoided my whole life because there's some misplaced fear of doing it and then being rejected. Different topic for a different time. Um, That, to me, feels like self-care. Going to to Target and (laughs) buying a bunch of shit. I don't know. I don't know. My... Uh, expectation. Oh. The bar is so much lower for me because I don't get these little things. Right, you so, can go to Target right now. But here's your self care. You got. You've got to find ways to do. You can. Okay. You... Okay. 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 Listen. Let's not put Target and Michaels into the mix. Let's just say, go and be on my own, and be out on my own, and have my own, uh, uh, drive behind me. I'm not there for anybody else's reasons. There's no one else needing anything from me at that moment. That's really the goal. It doesn't matter where I am. It's just like the freedom of sort of being my own boss (laughs) in those moments. Okay. So we're saying you have unlimited time. Say that again? We're saying you have unlimited time. What would you do at that? point i had unlimited time yes something that you know 
isn't. I have an hour. I'm going to go to Michael's and buy some poppy <laughs> seeds and think about or poppy plants and dried poppies and think about making poppy tea and forgetting all my worries. Uh, first of all, it's not dried pop. No, I would go to the yarn section and I would dream of all the things I would crochet. Okay. Different colors of yarn. Okay. We're getting somewhere here. Crocheting. Yeah. This is something you enjoy doing. Yeah. And something that puts in you... the winter time. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Nobody crochets in the summer. If you're crocheting in the summer, you're a freakazoid. All right. But I don't. We're, you know, we're getting somewhere. Okay. We're moving along. The Michaels is actually served as a stepping stone. <laughs> okay. To something that you actually care about that isn't mask or white teeth or spa stuff or hair care. <laughs> yeah. So crocheting uh-huh. is a thing that you enjoy. Yes. And you would consider that a form of self-care. I guess so. It, it's a little bit of a zen thing to me because sometimes you're just doing the same stitch over and 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 over. It's and a, it's just not done until it's done. It's a and yeah, you can only go so fast. You can only go so slow or it'll never be done. And you just have to just go one stitch at a time building this thing. It's and a re- it's a repetitive action that renders results. Yeah. Yes. Physical, tangible results, which is always very nice in this world of I put things in a computer and I get nothing back. Or I put things on my face and I get nothing back. Yeah, sure. Those wrinkles are still there. My teeth are whiter, though. You do have white that teeth, works. but you've always had white teeth. Yeah. Yeah. You, you weren't born with these teeth, the teeth that I've got. Mm. It grew in with stains on them. There's nothing I could do. Wasn't it because of um, some antibiotics or something? It could have been. I never had any reason oh. given to I, me. I, there was somebody else who had something on. They told me that. That's why it happened no. to them. No, I don't know what the reasons are. I have no clue. Cheetah. I didn't care. Yeah. It is what it is. They're, they're teeth. They're made to bite into foods. <laughs> <laughs> and to show emotion. No, the teeth don't show emotion. Your yes, fi- they do. They help show emotion. Your teeth, no, your teeth are fixed in position. They're not yes, showing. But you, but you show them to show emotion or you show them to show. Anger. Yeah, but that's more of your face and the muscles in your face and your lips. Yes, but they have to do with conveying something. <laughs> if you show your teeth and sure, you're angry and ready to attack. All right. So, yes, crocheting is a way. But. I mean, all the time in the world to crochet, what do I want to do? I want to sit and watch something while I'm crocheting. That's fine. There's no judgment being passed on the things that you actually would like to do. I'm just curious. I want to drill down. I want to get to the things that you want in your life that you consider self-care. Okay. Because it feels like whatever self-care you actually need is being overshadowed by masks and white teeth and small stuff and healthcare. Yeah. Hair care. Hair care. <laughs> yeah, sorry, not health care. Um, I can't read my own handwriting again. <laughs> I do feel like, though, um, I'm not I'm not somebody who shops, you know, like I'm not trying to buy lots of clothes. I don't have a ton of clothes or anything. There's no retail but therapy. Retail therapy. Yeah. Oh, I have done that. When we mo- when we first moved to Laurel and I was so depressed, I was like just buying bullshit off of Amazon. I would go on there and it would feel so good 
to just shop for stuff like it's makeup, all, brushes. It's all bursts of dopamine. Yeah. And all you fools have never. Wander around the TJ Maxx like, I need this. You fools have never figured it out. I need this plastic bag of popcorn. You want a burst of dopamine, you get it from an opiate. (laughs) You're right. If you want it, that's where it exists. That is where it is. You stole my opiates, so I didn't. (laughs) My God. I'm just kidding. I did not. I'm just kidding. I know you're kidding. It just bothers me because I know you didn't steal them. So my neighbor probably took them. It just bothers me because <laughs> don't break. It's fine. It's, Let's keep it, going. It was I'm a just, joke. All I'm saying is sure. That's something I probably would have done at some point, but I didn't do it in this fucking <laughs> instance and I cannot prove it in any way. And when I've been honest about my past, it's like, yeah, okay. I was like, no, this is the one time. It's it's like a thief who just yeah. steals, steals bread all the time from a store. And then one time bread goes missing. It's the one time the thief is accused of it. It's like, That's actually the one time I didn't steal it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Leave me it's alone. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. I'm sorry. It, I stirred this up. It's okay. It's a thing. Just teasing you. You can tease me. Okay. <laughs> sorry. But all I'm saying is you want to talk about indulgence. Or self-care. Yeah, I mean, I think indulgence a lot of... I sigh like that because indulgence is not a bad habit. I do not think indulgence on its surface level is a bad thing if you're doing it in moderation. You can't... I There are some people, I think it's me, I have trouble with indulgence, uh, moderate indulgence. Okay, then it becomes more a little more than indulgence or it starts to... It's just bad behavior at that point. Yeah. Or, I, you know, I want to say bad in the sense that it's not something you should be doing or supposed to be doing, but it's not beneficial in any way. It's, it's, it, when it starts to hurt your quality of life, you've crossed a certain line. Yeah. Because, yeah, indulgence, I don't, like, if you buy ice cream every once in a while and you sit there and you eat the whole carton, who cares? If you do it every day... And it's a bad thing. What if you eat ice cream for breakfast five days a week? I've done that before. Right. And that's not good. But is it bad? Yes. What's bad about it? It's not healthy for you to start your day with that kind of sugar. You crash. There's a. Why is it okay to end your day with it? It's not. Let's say you start your day with it, but then the rest of the day you eat healthily. You have the apples and broccoli. And you're, okay, apples and broccoli. That's all you need. So I started the day with ice cream. Okay. And then for lunch, I had apples and broccoli. <laughs> Delicious. And then, for, <laughs> and then for dinner, I had some kind of protein. You had broccoli and apples. And protein. I had broccoli and apples and chicken. Okay. What is the difference starting your day with eggs, which is a protein, then, yes, then having the apples and broccoli for lunch, then having the apples, broccoli, and chicken for dinner, and then having ice cream. Because you could have the eggs for breakfast instead and get, you know, good fats from it for your brain. You can get protein to help you feel full longer. Y- you know, there's there are other benefits from it instead of having the ice cream for breakfast, which gives you a spike in whatever it's called. And Insulin. then you crash. 
you get the spike in while well, you get the spike in blood glucose yeah glucose, glucose insulin what is it yeah uh, we get a spike of, in, of insulin and uh spike in blood sugar Glu- and then it crashes glucose. down glucose so yes that's bad i was throwing an extra l in that's what rose does to you glucose glucose that's glenn close glenn close i saw her in uh um sunset boulevard how's glenn close's glue close <laughs> she's insane by the way really well after this performance of sunset boulevard she just came out and started ranting not offensive things but just things to the audience and I, what are you talking about they were auctioning something they were trying to auction something and uh she just seemed out of her mind Maybe her glue close is too high yes you can make fun of me all you want i'm gonna shut down you want me to shut down i'm gonna shut down <laughs> i'm shutting down i'm a, i'm i'm finished autumn is that your self-care is shutting down it's not self-care. It's <laughs> indulgence. Yeah, that's indulgence. <laughs> well, as I was making notes for this show, here's, here were my indulgences. Uh-huh. Ice cream. Yeah. At some point, it was uh, pills. Isolation was an indulgence. Oh, but, well, that's what your, your self-care was, was isolation. But it wasn't self-care. It was, it was the avoidance of self-care. Yeah, but your self-care was holing up in a snowy village with, with a bar and a restaurant so you can write and be alone. That's not isolation necessarily because there's an active element to it. I would be writing. I would be doing something productive. My isolation consisted of me doing nothing. It was a, oh. it was a lack of things. It was just living in a negative space. I see. Uh, but Not negative as in uh, bad, right? But just like a, a void? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's also bad. You know, I write these things, and as indulgences, ice cream, not a bad thing. You do it every once in a while. Drugs, I don't think, are a bad thing if you do it every once in a while in moderation. Uh, I'm completely open to that. Some sort of isolation in moderation, fine, no big deal. These were things to me that became more than indulgences. So for your topic, there is a line. That's another thing I said. Uh, becomes a habit? Question <laughs> mark. Yeah. That was uh, one of my things. Self-care versus. But you know, we're focusing on the self-care aspect of it. Um, isolation to me could have been described as a form of self-care at some point. I need this. Right. I need alone time to recharge. I need to get away. I need to be myself but that's the problem right there is i need to be myself that means that i wasn't living my life in a way where i could actually be myself in everyday interactions with people and in circumstances so therefore the isolation wasn't really self-care it was just a representative of things i was doing wrong in my life so we can cross that off the list of self-care uh Drugs were never self-care. Drugs were just a way to... Being with friends, I think, should be added to self-care. Ice cream can be self-care because ice cream's delicious. Uh, and being it's your best friend. With, being with friends? Yeah. I think that should be self-care. That is self-care. I would consider that self-care. That is something if I had unlimited time. 
I would have I would spend time with my friends just one on one. Maintaining healthy, engaged relationships is certainly self care. That's a very yeah. important thing. If anything, I think that's something that gets neglected. I don't see how that could carry over into indulgence. No. Yeah, you're right. That is something because that involves another person. It's not like a product or a thing that you're using. No, like but, face masks or teeth whitening or hair care. <laughs> or spa stuff. Spa stuff. Yeah, don't forget the spa stuff. I do like, I like a spa. And it's if okay. I had my dream day, it would be like the day at the spa all day. All day spa day. And I can't argue that. I do think they're beneficial parts of going to a spa i do think being pampered uh-huh. is a form of self-care when it becomes the only form when it becomes your go-to yeah when it becomes this is what i need to take care of myself well no because not going to a spa is not necessarily going to cause the deterioration of your mind or body. Right. It's a fun thing. So it can contribute. But it's not a necessary Those thing. things are the ice creams of this list. Yes, that's a good comparison. So you're saying that they're, they're fine in moderation. I think all those things are fine. I think if you're looking for some kind of value in them, then no. If you're looking for some kind of ability to alter your existence to be more positive, no. Having white teeth does not fucking matter. (laughs) Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Who cares? The fact you have straight teeth already puts you ahead of most of the world. That's already a thing. It's like, I've got straight teeth. Mm-hmm. Now I need them to be white on top of it. These are all creations that are thrown at you to distract you from the actual things that you need in your life, which we're getting down to, you know, we're, we're whittling it down. So crocheting is, let's say, creativity Okay. for you. I think yeah. that can fall under that. A creative activity. Yes, and that has been extremely neglected okay what else was there hanging with friends yeah so connection. also neglected connection yes so we've got two things here both start with c coincidentally so now you got to keep everything else it has to start with a c okay it's <laughs> because i like <laughs> continuity oh put that down you want continuity <laughs> yeah no um okay so creativity and connection are two big things for you for self-care. Not yes. not face masks or white teeth or <laughs> spa stuff or hair care. Uh I wrote down Wow, okay. So I wrote down on this piece of paper, what are my needs? Mhm. I could come up with two things. Okay. Because I'm not very connected to the things I need. Do they start with C's? No, they start with I because I said I need. I'm sorry. Um, to be more stimulated by life okay. and time outside the house as an autonomous human. 
Time so outside. some of those things have to do with both of those things, right? Some of the things that we figured out to be more stimulated by life, which could include being more creative, having more outlets for a creative endeavor. And then to be, to have time outside the house as an autonomous human is being with friends. Yeah. So I've got creativity, connection, stimulation, and autonomy on your list. Ooh, those sound good. I think those are important things. They, that's, that sounds like real foundation for which to build self-care upon. But I think what we're starting to see here is that indulgence is a completely separate territory than self-care. Indulgence right. is just something you do because... Indulgence, uh, all of the, the reason why I was conflating the two is because all of my self-care was truly indulgence. Yes, and it's sold that way, so you shouldn't feel bad about that. Indulgence is sold as self-care. These are the things you need to take care of yourself. But what you're seeing here are things that you can't buy. Creativity. So you've got the crocheting. What other creative activities would you enjoy? Well, I miss Vine. <laughs> well, Vine's gone. I know, but like making tiny little videos. Okay. What's the outlet? There's no outlet for tiny little. I guess you could still post them. TikTok is the new vine. I still don't understand TikTok. I don't either. You like you don't have to have music or be like lip syncing with something someone's saying, but you can make your own little video. I don't know. Instagram videos. I could be doing something like that. I could be putting up like Instagram videos because you can kind of edit those together a little bit with your phone. You like those, like Jason Biggs did. Jason Biggs would have like a stream of 16 videos. The stories. I Look, I I don't know what I'm talking when about. When he's doing the uh, uh, alternate street, side street parking or whatever. I guess. <laughs> That's when he gets on there because he's bored in his car. He's waiting for the meter or whatever. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm not, I'm going to sound like an idiot with these things because I'm not on Instagram. I don't fully understand any of it. But I know that you were in Divine and you were good. I enjoyed your, some of your Vine videos that you've kept and that mm -hmm. you share. You say, look at this thing that I used to do. Deep in my Twitter account, you can find all my Vine videos. Well, I mean, even before this show, we were looking at some of the videos that you made on YouTube. Yeah. That you posted on YouTube. When you took the time to learn Yoshimi Battles of the Pink Robots backward. So you could re so you could say it backward, you could sing it backward, and then reverse that so it would sound like it was forward. Yeah. This was something. And then you were down on yourself, like, what an idiot. Why did I do this? How stupid is this? That's ridiculous. This was something you enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. You got something out of it. It was quite the undertaking. It was. I still, yes. It, I still... I'm thinking about it now and kind of taken aback by it. Wow, that was a lot of work. <laughs> that was a lot of work because this was something that you wanted to do. So there you go. Creativity is worthwhile to you. Yeah. But I push a lot of my emotion or a lot of my feelings about what I need aside. So it makes sense for that to have gone away. Connection. Mm -hmm. And I'm not dismissing what you just said. I'm really bridging what mm -hmm. you just said to, 
to connection, which is, I think we got connection out of friends. Yeah. Well, as you get older, the kids are little. It is difficult to, oh, and we moved away, you know, from the people I was closest with. So it was hard to maintain those. I mean, you get on the phone, you know, and now that the kids have gotten older, it is a little bit easier to keep those connections going a little bit. But I don't know. It's like everybody has to talk after the kids are in bed and you're kind of tired and you just want to chill. You don't want to have like a fun, crazy conversation. You want to do that in like in the afternoon, but everyone's still busy in the afternoon. So it's difficult as a mother <laughs> to to keep that kind of thing going. It really would take a lot more effort on both parties involved to really make that happen. And even your support system around you. Okay. So just because it means it takes, just because more effort is required, does that mean that you shouldn't do it? No. It means that it's easy to neglect. Because like, ugh, it's too hard. Who cares? Yeah, and then you neglect Who it. am I letting down? Me? I don't care. And you put on a crest white strip. <laughs> yeah, and I think I need this, you know, honey mask. Because that doesn't require effort. I need to climb up on the sink and just find every pore and just empty it out. Look, all of these things that are self-care require effort. And you're putting a lot of effort into your life as it is. So you get to a point where you feel as though I don't have any more energy to put in the effort. Right. And then you neglect certain things. Right. And like I said, who are you disappointing yourself? Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be like that, but that's the real thinking behind it. It should. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is the real thinking behind it, but that is the problem with just society in general that people have been trained to think that way. Mm -hmm. That, eh, well, look, you did bring kids into the world. They're your responsibility. They're the only people that you owe anything on mm -hmm. this planet because they, given the choice, maybe one of them would have said, no, fuck that shit. I don't want to be alive. <laughs> if, if you could reach out to the kid before the kid was born and lay out everything that life would entail. Many kids would probably say, nah, you know, I'd rather just stay wherever I am right now. I yeah. don't want to go deal with that. So I, you know, you're not wrong in the sense that you're putting effort into your kids and it's taking up a lot of your time and your energy. Like that's, you know, a very admirable thing. It's the way it's supposed to be done. It's the only, the only people you owe anything to, but, mm -hmm. At the expense of yourself, I think I get it. There's only so much energy a person has. Right. But if you're just completely neglecting yourself, you resort to the fucking commercials you see on TV. Well, that's why moms, you know, get looking like moms. Yes. You know, that I don't, I. I, I don't want to do that. You don't have to do that. Right. But a lot of people do it. And they're just like, they, ha they, 
I mean, maybe they never put a lot of importance on sort of their appearance or how they take care of themselves. So that's why I do hair care. <laughs> Look, <laughs> hair, care hair, is Im- hair care is important. I'm just saying there, there are, there are, I think part of, I guess that's a different thing. I guess that's identity. No, and some of, some of my indulgenty self-care stuff has to do with my identity. So maybe that's a little bit different. But you don't have to back off of that just because you've set a guideline for tonight. But the autonomy part, I think that that's, that's where the indulgent stuff comes into play. Where it's like, well, I'm a person and I want this. I want to do that. So I'm going to. I'm going to get my hair done. And I'm going to wear a dumb mask because I want to. And I don't think those things are bad or wrong. They're just not going to fill, fulfill. Yes. I was going to say fill a hole, but I, I don't know if there's necessarily a hole. It's just they're just not going to fulfill. Yes. There are things that are certainly supplemental. And if you get something out of going to the spa or using sexy hair shampoo, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it's not going to take care of all your problems. Right. Like TV. It feels like it when you look at it and you decide to buy it. You think like, all right, this. I don't think it's so conscious as that. Like this will fix it. It's not that, but it's like, Maybe this will help. Well, what you're seeing is this is an easy thing to do. Yeah. It doesn't require much effort. And if I do this and it helps, then great. Yeah. It helps solve that problem that I'm feeling. It's not really going to help. In the moment, the purchasing of it, like the dream of it is all you needed to do. You didn't really need to buy it. You needed to pretend to buy it. I should set up a store where people pretend to buy stuff. Just to get the fulfillment of the dream of buying things. Like an Ulta. Oh, my God. Going into like an Ulta or a Sephora or something. Mac store. All of those stupid makeup things. Just pretend to buy it. Go through the whole rigmarole. You're really buying. You're really not buying anything. But it just feels like you just fulfill the idea, the dream of buying all those things. Well, if you were doing online, you'd still have to send the package because a big part of receiving a package is that moment it arrives. Like, what's here? Yeah, this isn't an online thing. This is a in-person thing. I would just say you send empty boxes. Buying things online is more about okay. It's it's two things. Buying things online is that retail therapy thing, right? Where you're like, this will fix me. I only need this to make things right, and then it's also. I'm not going to die before my package gets here. My package is coming. (laughs) Think of all the people who actually do die before their packages arrive. Oh, my iPhone was coming tomorrow. I do think, though, there are people who put in orders and then they die before their package arrives. Rats. And they never got to enjoy it. And what happened? My new bath mat. I was really looking forward to matching my shower curtain. (laughs) Dead. Done. Uh, so next, <laughs> so next on your list we had stimulation. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which I guess tied into connection. Yeah. And, and one of the things we never even talked about was you hanging out with friends. Um. 
when we moved, you know, we were living in Zoffieville, which was on 13th Street in Midtown. In Atlanta. Um, in Atlanta, yeah. It was which this, was this old, well, you can explain it. It was this uh, small community of 12 apartments. Um, we all knew each other. Um, and it was surrounded by high-rise construction. Yes. We were surrounded by, yeah, condos, very expensive. We were paying nothing in rent. And there was a courtyard and we would go sit in the, frequently we would sit in the courtyard and all talk and laugh and whatever and drink and smoke and all this stuff. It was a very stimulating time. Um, uh, because, you know, you would sit around and you would come up with, and everyone that lived there were, you know, artists and weirdos. And so it was a fun, interesting group. It wasn't like a bunch of accountants with nothing to say. It was weirdos. And we all loved the weirdo parts of each of us. Um, so I apologize a, to any accountants listening to this show. Oh, you, if you're an accountant, you know that accountants <laughs> can be dull. Yeah. You know that you're dullard. All right. Not a dullard. <laughs> Just it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry I to, really liked accounting. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to uh, throw you off. That uh, Oh, so there was a lot of stimulation. And we had Ellie while we were in Zoffieville. And I still felt very stimulated by my environment, by where we lived, by the people we lived with, all of the conversations, the weird things, all of it was happening. And then we moved and it was I was alone. I felt very, very alone. So the the contrast of having all of that stimulation and then all of a sudden having none of it, that was, it was too much. Like I, it wasn't, that wasn't good. And I think that I'm still searching for that stimulation. And even like growing up as a kid, I have a billion cousins and anytime we all got together, it was lots of talking, lots of playing, lots of everything. And as we grew up, it was more talking, you know, when you're a kid, you're just constantly playing and even when we were kids, we were like making movies. You know, my cousin would make murder movies where I was always the first to die because I was annoying. They wanted me to die, <laughs> you know, or, or they would make me. Yeah. Anyway, so <sighs> I've had a lot of my life where I have been stimulated by my life. And when we moved here and since the kids were little that has been very neglected and it's sad and hair care is not taking care of it it's not the sexy hair is not doing it for me or spa stuff spa stuff come on spa stuff work for me and i say that and i don't mean to be dismissive of it one of the uh things that i find to be interesting living in new york is a city of eight million people that can be very cold and most people don't want to interact with one another. There are many stimulating interactions and a lot of connection in your small circle of existence, meaning where I live and anywhere I've ever lived in the city. You know, I haven't, I've only been in this apartment for three and a half years. I lived in another apartment for seven years. Um, you get to know your neighbors, you get to know the store owners, you get to know other people who are just in the neighborhood and it's a very nice thing you know to to put it lightly i guess it said that like it doesn't do it justice to say it's a nice thing but 
you know, living here and being around this many people, there is still a sense of community. And I think that is an important thing for people to have. And it's something that a lot of people in this country, I don't think get to experience to an extent. Mm -hmm. It's something I don't know where along the line it was given up because you talk about America and what it means and the history of it. I was like, I somewhere along the line, it seemed like that was an important thing, community. And then that's kind of gone away. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know where. I'm saying here in this city that people think it's a cold place. It's actually not at all. You just can't, your community is just very small. It's like, this is, this is a city of many, many people. And there's no way you can get to know even one, one millionth of them. <laughs> one, one millionth would still be one, one million. Okay. So maybe you can get to know one, one millionth because I, <laughs> I know more than eight people, eight and a half people, eight and a half okay. million people, eight. I understand your point. Yeah. Okay. I should have picked a lower number, but, <laughs> but that's, I mean, the point is it does still exist in places like this, uh, and in proximity. And I don't know. It's a shame that it's been lost. Uh, even the neighborhood I grew up in, in the suburbs in Atlanta, that neighborhood seemed close knit where my parents live now. They don't know anyone. I don't even know the next door neighbors. I think they may know the next door neighbors. Yeah, but it's not as it, it's not the same. No, it seems to have just changed. And I don't know why that happened. Probably all of that stuff in the 80s and the 90s about stranger danger and you can't trust people because people <clears throat> who moved out to the suburbs are more afraid with less danger then people in the city with more danger are, they're less afraid. Yeah. It, it, when you were in a city, especially during those days of the decay of American cities. Um, and I say that as it was white flight, people left white people left. And then they were cities were neglected. It wasn't the people who were left in the cities. It was just neglect led to certain stark mm -hmm. circumstances. And, uh, I think when you're around things, though, like the idea of things that are scary is worse than they actually are. Right. You know, when you're there, you're like this, whatever. I don't know what you're scared of. Yeah. But people don't let their kids walk down the street. Outside, out of their sight. And they're 12 years old sometimes, you know, like they're afraid. I don't know where that came from, though. Because even what you said makes sense, but also kidnappers, all of these uh, podcasts that are based around, you know, children being murdered, all this like murder porn that everyone's listening to. Well, look, sadly, these things do happen. Yes, but they're not happening more frequently than they have in the past. We are just more aware of them. Yeah. And when they do happen, it's a devastating thing. It's, it's of course, it's the same thing I think about when planes crash. Air, air travel really is the safest form of travel. But yeah. those planes that crash, there are people on those planes. Those are real people who end up losing their lives. And knowing what it would be like to die on a plane 
which seems very scary unless it just exploded and it was done instantly, is much worse than being in a car accident where it just happens. You're not, you're driving, you know, right. it's more dangerous, but it just happens. Or sudden. Yeah, it's sudden. And you probably don't have a clue. Right. Even if you live for a little bit and you're in the hospital, you don't have a, you know, it's, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little different. Um, so these things have been blown out of proportion. It's like, yes, they do happen to people and they're very awful things. Yes. I don't know how they've gotten. They happen less in the suburbs or they have less of an opportunity to happen in the suburbs than they do in the, in the city where there's more danger. All right. All right maybe it's not. Okay. Maybe it's not less of an opportunity more that it's the same amount of opportunity, but there are other dangers of living in a city that can happen to you. But those people who live in the city are less afraid of those things than people who live out in the suburbs. Yeah. Once you're actually faced with something, you realize it's not as bad as it's been presented. So what I'm saying is that maybe that had something to do with people sort of disconnecting from their neighbors. Cause it's like, we were sort of brought up to not trust people. We didn't know. Yeah. But I, I agree with you, but I'm just thinking back to, we grew up in the nineties, the eighties and the nineties. And I lived in the suburbs and that was the time then I just, it just seemed to, it's, I think, I don't know if it's, if it's a bit more antisocial yeah. than based in fear. Sometimes I just think it's like, I don't want to talk to anyone now. You know, it's put on me quite often that I'm a person who doesn't like other people. It's like, it's not necessarily true. I mean, it is true, but it's not completely true. I'm happy to get to know the people around me. Mm-hmm. I just don't like people because people aren't worth liking <laughs> <laughs> that if someone's worth liking, I like the person I've just become accustomed to this world of these people who is like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Who are you? Like when I first moved in this building, I live in now this guy no longer lives here, but there's a, fa- a small space in between the first door and the second door where our mailboxes are. And I had to squeeze past him and I said, Hey, how you doing? And he didn't even acknowledge me. Not yeah. a thing. It's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I don't want to have a conversation with you, but we live in the same goddamn building. Talk to me. Right. Just say, hey, fine. I don't want more than that. I don't really give a shit about you. I would like to maybe give a shit about you, but then our first interaction, I don't give a shit about you. Right. But then when I get that kind of behavior, it's like, all right, I forget it. And I'm surrounded by these people. They're just constantly not living up to my expectations, I guess, of what humanity could be. It's nah, not- but that's not true because you're, you just talked about all the people in your neighborhood that you know and that you're friendly with. Well, what I'm there saying- There are plenty of people who are living up to your expectations. Yeah, and what I'm saying is it does exist and I'm open to it. And if I'm fucking open to it, then I don't understand why other people aren't open to it. So there you go. Stimulation and connection. It's a little harder to get these days for you. Yeah. But they could- I mean, I'm working on those things. It's there. And then autonomy was the last thing on your list. Yeah. Autonomy is also something I'm working on. How so? Um, By connecting more to myself and not necessarily who I am as a wife or a mother. Thinking about, and, and I think that if I can accomplish the other things on the list, then autonomy will follow more autonomy will follow. Yeah, and I think it's an important thing to remember that autonomy is not a negative. 
People should right. exist. No, it doesn't mean isolating or being alone. No, no, I'm not saying you're saying that, but I'm yeah. saying I, I think a lot of the times our society presents autonomy as a bad thing. It's like, eh, well, you know, you should dedicate your life to. I really feel like autonomy is just a connection to the self. Yes, and the self is quite often asked, people are asked to give it up. Yeah. And that's no way to go about life. You know, there's right. there's this whole thing, this whole idea with the, uh, I, I, I don't know, relationships that you're supposed to exist as some melded unit. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Get out of here with that crap. That's, yeah, where people pour the sand in the thing at a wedding. Yeah, that's not real. Maybe some people are able to do it, but I think for the most part, it's not a real thing. It's like you need I'd to. I'd be fine with pouring the sand in a thing as long as there was still sand left over in the container. All right. No, I think that's a very fair way to view it. If you keep some sand left over. I mean, obviously, when you're entering a committed relationship of any sort, yes, you're going to compromise some, but you don't need to be completely selfish, but that's not to be confused with autonomy. Selfishness right. and autonomy are different things. Wholly different things. Listen, I really have to pee. Yeah? Yeah. So do you want to end the show? I mean, that's fine. I just really have to pee. <laughs> I, think, I think we're at the end. Okay. What we realize is that instead of masks, you want creativity. Instead of uh, white teeth, you want connection. Instead of spa stuff, you want stimulation. Instead of hair care, you want autonomy. <laughs> and, you know, that sums up the self-care. And then that leaves indulgence for things like masks and white teeth and spa stuff and hair care that those things don't represent fulfillment. So then they can be moved to a different column and everything is in order in your life and you're set. All right. I'm really glad we did this episode. Yeah. So wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe. And uh, follow us on iTunes or follow, subscribe to us on all the different podcast uh, outlets. If we're not on something that uh, you like to listen through, please let us know. And uh, rate and review us on iTunes because we like to see those numbers go up. Do you know where we are right now? 140. Oh, that's more. It's, I think the last time was at 137. It's more. But it's still 4.5 fucking stars. Jesus <sighs> fucking. That's where my fulfillment comes from. Give me goddamn five star rating. What the fuck is Yeah, give us five stars. Let us know what you think. Here, you can keep going and, tell, and talk to the people. No, I'm done. Drop All it All right, because I got to pee. All right, go pee. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, 
I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code one topic 15 Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One topic 15 Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.